Hey, it's time for another edition of Singles Only Podcast. Paul Farver, your host. On this episode, I have my good friend, Jay Washington from Chicago. This was recorded in LA, though. Uh, fun episode. Jay is such an amazing individual. Um, man, uh, we, we used to do shows almost every day back in Chicago, like eight years ago, nine years ago, at the World Famous Laugh Factory in Chicago, and now he's crushing it out in LA. Check out all his projects. You'll see him in all kinds of movies, TV shows. He's acting all over, and he's crushing it with comedy as well. It was fun being in L.A., like I said last week. Um, this week, I'm opening for Brett Ernst at Schomburg Improv, so come check out those shows. Uh, they will sell out February 3rd, 4th, and 5th. I'll be there. Then I'm in Sarasota uh, at the Bahia Mar show February 8th, headlining that show, then opening for my friend Dusty Slay at Side Splitters February 9th, 10th, and 11th, and then opening for my friend April Macy on Valentine's Day. Again, fun show like we did that last year at Side Splitters. Um, then I'm going to be at Comedy Castle opening for Josh Blue. Uh, February 16th, 17th, and 18th, and then I'll be headlining JP's Comedy Club on Thursday, February 23rd in Gilbert, Arizona, and then I'll be part of the Innings Festival show with Off the Mound with Ryan Dempster, live music, baseball, interviews, and comedy, me. So come check out that show. Get your tickets for that. Get your tickets for all these other shows I've got coming up. PaulFComedy.com for upcoming dates and information. Check out our sponsors as well. Hi, everyone. I'm Tom Kranz, and if you like the Singles Only podcast, I invite you to check out my podcast called Type Tune Tint. Those three words represent the authors, musicians, and artists who bring their creativity to life through our informal chats. My interviews with these talented people are short and sweet to accommodate short and sweet attention spans, you know, like mine. Meet, for example, Rick Caratash, whose exploits in the catering business are revealed in his book, How Catering Sucked the Life Right Out of Me. And there's former Major League Baseball great Rupert Jones, whose close encounter with a concrete wall in the outfield changed his life forever. And Devin Alana, a reluctant karaoke singer from Freehold, New Jersey, who now headlines the indie band Fake Pockets. Type Tune Tint opens the door to the roots of creativity. What's your talent? Is it asleep under a blanket of denial? Hear how people from all walks of life tapped into their creativity with success. Join me for Type Tune Tint on your favorite podcast venue. Get in, bitch. We are going to take back our power. You heard me right. I mean, why get mad when you can get absolutely everything? If you want to learn to become a master manifester, attract anything and anyone, you have met the perfect guide. My name is Cece, and I am a life and spiritual coach guiding others to heal themselves. On my podcast, That Bitch is Positive, we talk about everything from the quantum physics behind manifesting to how to deal with that X. Sometimes we will laugh, sometimes we will cry, but we will always leave feeling empowered. If you're ready to dust off that crown and take back that throne, join us every Thursday and listen in to That Bitch is Positive, your future self. Ah!
Hey, it's time for another edition of Singles Only Podcast. Paul Farvar here, your host. This episode is done remotely, in person, but remote from the office. Out in LA, no voice of reason. We don't need one. I'm excited for this guest. Uh, Man, I have so much to say about you, Jay. Uh, Before I introduce you, I want to say... You're one of the first people that in like my uh, peer group mm-hmm. that I got to see blow up in person. I took my nephew to see you uh, when you were on Chirac and I was like, this is, I know that guy. And it was so cool to fucking see something cool happen to one of us, Jay Washington on the podcast. Man, thank you so much. It means a lot. Uh, you know what? I am learning how to accept compliments because as much as I still work, I don't feel like I've blown up yet. But for Pete, or you know, I don't feel like sure. I've hit that level I think I should hit. We're that's never happy, me. right? We're yeah, we're never what's happy. What's next? Yeah. What, that, that's literally me. It's, it's what's next. What's next? What's next? What's next? So, but yeah, I said you got that. You got American Gigolo. Uh, you were a wrestler, and uh, you used to have an awesome show. We started in comedy. I think you started a little before me, but we were uh, both of the I would call the original cast of, of the, the Laugh, Laugh Factory, Factory. Yes. in Chicago. Yes, we were so the original. It's cool. Group. Uh, and then uh, I didn't know you were single. I was like, oh, shit, this is I ran into you while I was out here. I'm like, oh, yeah. this is amazing. I get to do this. Um, so many questions. But let's start with uh, how are you single? I honestly <laughs> <laughs> I honestly wish I had an answer for that. I know that my last relationship was with my last full relationship was with my daughter's mother. Uh-huh. And that was about, we ended our relationship about seven years ago. Okay. Um, How old's your daughter now? My daughter's nine now. Okay, wow. And so, you know, of course, being out here trying to date and things like that, you, you always hear the stories of dating in L.A. And I've I've never wanted to subscribe to that because I was like, oh, it just sounds like a trope, like some shit we hear with stand-up. And so, you know, I've tried to date different things and it's just never panned out. Um, I, you know, I had got really disappointed and depressed about it at one point because I felt like everyone around me was finding somebody and I was just, I felt destined to be single. And so, you know, it's always the, oh, you're a great guy. Somebody's going to find you. And I've been looking, but also I think I'm going to get to the point now where I'm going to stop looking and let it come for me. Well, what do you, what do you need a relationship for? Let me ask you that. Well, I don't. I don't necessarily need it. I want it. Okay. Why do you want it? I want to have somebody I can share my excitement with as much as they can share their excitement with me. Okay. It's it's a, it's one thing to call my friends and my homies and tell them, yo, I'm doing this. I'm about to do that. I'm about to do this. And that's fine. But there's something about having somebody who can rub your back on your bad days to calm you down and yeah. you can talk to and somebody you can actually get away from everything you know my life i'm trying to live life more and i say that because i'm always working right i'm just more felt because of the situation with me being single i just like you know what let me focus towards work and i honestly have gotten to a point where i don't want that to be my all-consuming life so i want to have somebody in my life a woman in my life a partner in my life that you know i can just give the the love that I have and that's been stored up. And it took me a while, too, to realize that I could do that because, you know, after losing my daughter's mom, I always thought that was the only person I needed to be with again. And it took me a while, a lot of therapy. Shout out to my therapist 
to get back to that understanding of okay, look, we probably won't end up together, but there may be somebody else out there for me. Right. And you have a you have a good relationship with with her in yes. terms of co-parenting. And yes, okay. absolutely. We it, it took a while, and that in took Chicago? a while. No, she's in uh she's in Tacoma, Washington, where okay. she's from. When she so when I decided to make the move here, she moved out there, and initially, before everything fell apart with us, the goal was I come here, get established here, get everything together, and bring them down. But fate had different plans. Right. And so, you know, for a while, I was chasing that. And when I had to have that final proverbial come to Jesus moment of, this ain't happening. Right. We're just going to be good friends, good co-parents, things like that. I've gone out there. I stay with her and my daughter when I'm out there. And it's just we talk and everything. And sometimes I've had those, is this about to happen? Yeah. Because we've had times we've been on the phone for two and a half hours. I'm like, is this going? But I have to remind myself, we're just we're friends. Right. We're good together as friends. It's a di- you have to car- compartmentalize yes, the friendship. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. You said friends and your homies. What's the difference between a friend and a homie? I, you know, they're all like some people. <laughs> the homies are the people. I, I think the homies are more so the people that are the closest to me. Gotcha. The people who know my, leg- my life, not just my career not just you know seeing me out and about people who know who know the me the person is that a universal uh explanation or is that yours that's mine that's mine i wish it was universal it make it a lot easier for a whole lot of people are you a homie or friend man i'm like how do i figure out where i fit fit you know because there was a song back in the day from the dude who's locked up called homie lover friend and that was about like somebody you just was having sex with but like those ain't the cases like i got a lot of male and female friends who are just my real good homies who are like i can call them if i'm down they'll call me if they're down things like fair. that fair now let me ask you this question cuz we are in a in your uh your place here mm-hmm. and i notice and i know this about you that you are very into uh Avengers and I don't know comic the, the nerd world yeah the nerd world yeah well I, I mean some people what what is it what what do you call I know there's the two sides of the there's uh the Avengers team what's that Marvel and DC Marvel and DC are you like all Marvel or all no. DC or just like all of it so like you said where my I don't know shit about this stuff, okay by the well way. I'll, obviously the I'll way give I you just a quick, said. I'll give you a quick breakdown. <laughs> so there are two prominent comic book companies, Marvel and DC. Those are the top two dogs. I know that part. Okay, yeah. and then, of course. So we're in my apartment, and I have a bunch of different things around. Now, the thing is, Pete, like, of course, my wall, as you can see, is all of anybody who's ever watched me on the internet do stuff. Because I do, this is my backdrop for when I'm right. streaming and things like that. But, but the, it's also predominant around your place, too. Not just your backdrop. Oh, yeah. You have the fucking fist over there. Yeah, the Thanos gauntlet. Thanos, I yeah. think because one of the things, because <laughs> one of the things for me was, again, this is my place, and I wanted to make it comfortable for when I came here that it was just something to just, just to decompress. And just seeing some of this little stuff, and I get a lot of this from different people. Uh, I've gotten this from events that if you turn around and look on the top shelf, those yeah. two Thanos is right back to back are from my daughter. Okay. Those are from my daughter. One, they were from like two different Christmases. Uh, I got stuff that came in from like different stuff. Uh, the Black Lightning things from going sure. on the sets. Warner Brothers sent me things. You know, Disney sent me things. I picked up things. You've got all the still in packaging, black lightning, black yeah. lightning and stuff. Which I might take them out because the boxes just take up space. But even the the four anime figures on that third shelf are from Transor Z. That was the English version of a show called Mazinger Z, which is a popular anime. You don't know nothing about it. I know, so I'm just getting I see quick. a Transformer over there. There you see that too. I know Transformers. But the thing is with that, those, my dad, before he passed back in 85, 
he knew uh, Transorzy was my favorite cartoon. And one of the memories I always had of with, with him was Wait, that it car- was in England, though? No, it was a, it was a Japanese cartoon, oh, but okay. they had an English version. Gotcha. They had an Americanized version. And so my dad always loved it. So that is, for me, a, you know, a connection to still with my sure. dad, even though he's been passed away 37, 38 years. Right. But my question to you then is, when, when, when and if you bring a woman into your world mm-hmm. or into your apartment... They see this. Mm-hmm. Do you prepare them for it? Are you like, hey, I'm about to open the door. You're going to see a lot of shit that has to do with comic stuff. Or by then, they already know. I think by, the, by then, they already know. <laughs> it's just there's not a rarity where it's just somebody just randomly popping up over my house. Uh, if you know me, you you know, if you're coming over here, you you know about me. Yeah. And when I say that, not like, because the nerd stuff doesn't it take up my whole life. It's just here. Again, it's a cute little aesthetic for me. But also, it's just, hey, it's part of how I pay my bills. Right. And so a lot of things that have been, and this ain't even all the stuff that's been given to me that I could have in display like a collector, and I don't have the space for all that. But you are, this is a big part of your life. It's not just your career in terms of, I know that you do the you do the, the, the pot or whatever mm-hmm. for that stuff. It's still a part of your life. It's a part, you're absolutely right. It's a part of me. Like if, it, if, if you didn't have this backdrop for your show, you still would have had like, mm, I'd say five or 10 uh, Black Lightning or Shazam posters up. Uh, Correct? Pr- nah, absolutely wouldn't. Come on. Between us girls. Uh, honey, uh, no, honestly, if it wasn't for the backdrop for the wall, okay. you know, because I actually have my cousin, he gave me a bunch of like these hard, they were comic book covers printed on wood where you can hang them up over the wall. And I got like 10 of them from them. And when I first moved in, I was like, oh, I'm going to put these all over. And then I'll put them up and I was like, Nah, I'm good. I just didn't like the way it looked. Okay. So I changed that. You know, I changed from that because it could have been that. The only thing that's really close beside these posters is the the uh, picture of me. So one of my a friend, a former friend, did of oh, me yeah, as Thanos. That's... So that's somebody something did for me. And then if you notice here, you got my I got my whole hip hop yeah. and, and, and ode to the city stuff out there. Yeah, I like that. The, and, and my ode to the city and everything and all that. So if a woman that you meet doesn't know anything about Marvel or DC or anything like that, that's not a deal breaker for you? No. You don't give a shit about I don't that? Because my thing is, I don't want to, I don't, A, I'm not going to gatekeep any shit like that. B, I'm not about to force you to like any shit like that. It's just that no, it's a part of my life because again, yes, I'm a fan of it. Absolutely. But it also, like I said, it pays bills. And so I'm going to, now if you just are so adamantly against it, then of course we won't be together because that's like, if she loves ballet and I'm just like, I hate the fucking ballet right. and things like that. So it's, 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 a, it's that give or take, but they have to, they, what if they've never seen any of the movies? That's fine. That's okay. okay. I've, I've talked people. to, I've talked to a couple of women before who said, I've never seen anything. I don't know anything about it. I said, that's fine. That's cool. I said, it's not the, the main thing I said is it's honestly not for everybody. Right. And okay. I and because you can't force people to like certain things like yeah, but that. if it's a, like some things are a part of your of life, of course. Right? So if they don't know that or they don't appreciate that part of your passion or your career, it's a little weird. It it's weird, but not as but much. it's not a deal breaker for you. No, because I don't think it's like look, you don't like comic book stuff and nerd stuff. Okay, that's fine. But also, if you've noticed over the past twenty years since Marvel. Yeah, it's 10, 15 years since Marvel Studios has really been a big thing. Everybody now, well, not everybody, the majority of culture is centered around nerddom and geek stuff, whether it be Marvel, DC, Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, Star. You've always had right. Star Trek and Star Wars. So somebody's always a part of something. And so it's hard to not run into somebody 
Fair. Who knows about it? Well, let me. Well, then, what are the things that make you say, "Okay, I can't hang out with this woman"? Because, like, are, do you have deal breakers? Yeah, absolutely. Like, I absolutely do. What are the biggest um, ones for you? For for me, honestly, being just overly racist and sexist. Okay. There are a lot of people, and when I say sexist, I know a lot of. I've met women. Who have told me, oh my God, women comics are not funny at all. They're all trash. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I've met women who've told I me. I have. I did. I, the most people that do say that are women. And I've, I've noticed heard, that. And people don't believe that. Right. People I have te- heard women say that. Like, pe- people tend to think it's just guys. And it's like, it's been women I've heard. Now, of course, you hear some idiot ass guys say it. But when yeah. I was, I was more shocked. But I mean, people in, uh, you'll hear that in like, in, in states where. You know, they're, they're, it's legal to marry your cousin. I get that from dudes. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I did a show recently where uh, I was headlining, and both my opener and my feature were women. And they were like, oh, my God, you were so great. And there was a woman that said this to me. She said, and I usually don't like female comics, but both of yours were really, really good. And I was like, you're a fucking professional woman, and you're saying, like, that's insane to me. That. I've had that. And because that's a big turnoff to me because a lot of, a lot of my good f- my friends, my homies are women comics. Mm-hmm. Uh, one woman in particular who is like my sister, you know, and I tell people all the time about her, Jen Sturger. She's a comic, and Jen's fucking hilarious, and I won't let anybody talk down about her. Sure. You know. Well, we all comedians, we're always, we're protective of anyone talking shit. We can talk shit about our friends. But yeah, but. Uh, someone outside I'm doesn't, so, I get know, mad. You can't, but then also, this is my job. Sure, this is my life. Yeah. And so being sexist like that, I've I've met black, white, Hispanic, different people who are abs- just absolutely racist. You know, they're just absolutely. Well, how can you date? Okay, so you're dating when you're talking to women that are the sexist part you've explained. What about the race stuff? So it, it's very, it's very, fu- it's very weird and funny at the same time. And I use that term loosely. I say that because I've dated black women who are so anti-Hispanic uh, people. And I'm just like, yo, this is uncomfortable. Right. Like we all have a th- a dislike slightly about any other culture. It's just natural. Mm-hmm. But it's when you take that dislike to a level that's just off the meter. Yeah. I've met, you know, I've met white women who don't like Hispanics or don't like Asian people. I've had people who like, I normally don't deal with black people, but you're different, which is an instant turnoff <laughs> for me. I've heard insanity. Yo, I've, insanity. So I've seen it on so many different levels. Um, the fact, another big turnoff is if you tell me you hate kids. Yeah. Because I have two. Right. Granted, my son is in college. He's a freshman in college. So my son isn't a child. He's an adult. But I still have my nine-year-old daughter. Right. And nothing is going to change my relationship with my daughter. For damn sure not a relationship. I mean, we see, we've heard about it so much, but you'll never catch me ever being like, yo, I can't do for my child because I got this woman in my life. That's, if you say, you, I, I, I was dating one girl who would constantly be like, oh, I just don't like kids. I just really don't like kids that aren't mine. And I was like, I don't think you, you realize how off-putting that is to me. As a man, you know as kids. Right. You've, you've heard me tell you, we'll, we'll be out certain places and I'll see something and I'm like, yo, my daughter would look dope in that. Oh, that'd be nice for my daughter. My son might need to get that. And you're telling me these things. And so that is a big turnoff sure. because, you know, I don't, if I didn't have kids, if I didn't have kids, I've always wanted kids. So I'm not going to just be like, yo, you got kids? Ugh, I can't deal with you. That's Do you just, date women that have kids predominantly or either? Or you, I, anybody, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter. I don't, 
you know, I don't actively seek out, you know, she got to have kids so she can understand me. Right. You know, people are, everybody's different. Some people don't have kids for physiological reasons. Some don't have them for personal reasons. Some just just like, I don't have the time for Do you want to have more kids? No, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> I'm hella done. Like, I hate when people want type of kids. You want to, no, fuck no. I don't want more kids. So look, I, I know. I'm just. No, nah, bro. Let me tell you. <laughs> I'm going to be real. It was I, funny though. Because I. be like, that fucking hypocrite. No, because I have my, I have my boy and girl. Yeah. I have my son and daughter. You That's hear a lot sexist. Because I have both of them, I'm good. I'm all right. Because you have a lot of people who are like, oh, I want. I got a bunch of boys. I want a girl. I got a bunch of girls. I want a boy. I got both. You got both. I'm good. You're done. I'm good. You've done your part. I've done my, I also, Thanos I had to. would be happy. Again, I don't know if. if also, I had to fucking start over again after I had, when my daughter came along, because they're my son and my daughter are 10 years apart. Right. I can't do another 10, 11 years yeah. apart as trying to be daddy all over again. You know, if you have kids and I meet a woman, she has kids. We're already here. We're good. Right. But to be like, I'm pregnant. No, you're not. Right. <laughs> well, what what are the other things? Okay, so you you've said what you what are the what are the things that you look for now? Are you you said you're you're not you want to be in a relationship? Mm-hmm. But what are you doing to make that happen, if anything? So I I've, are you on apps here? What so I tried the apps thing. Every and I I'll be honest. I am so. All right, let me download this app. Why did I download this app? I'm literally that dude. And now I've just really tried to be more present in social events and not just because you see people out in social events and things like that, parties, get togethers, et cetera, et cetera. And they're just sitting to them damn self on their phone. Right. I've had to I've pulled myself out of that being more personable and talking and getting to know people, having just genuine conversations about random things to see where you are as a person. Sure. Because, you know, you can talk about the event, where you at, blah, blah, blah. But if you just start having a conversation about something that's crazy and just, you know, not super far off, but just to see how that person reacts and maybe you share a laugh or two, those are the things I do. I'd rather do those more than anything. I even tried a point where I was like, maybe I should date a comic. No. Let me tell you something. I found that shit out the hard way. Here's why. Never do that. Well, because my thought process was this. This was my thought process, and I found out it was a, from a lot of people. I was like, you fucked up thinking that. And I was like, nah, after, after, after having it happen, I felt as if if I found a comic who was somewhat on the same level as me, doing some of the things I do they're on their own, we A, wouldn't worry about competing with each other. Mm-hmm. B, we would understand one another's schedule. Right. So it wouldn't be any conflict like that. But then I realized, oh, this shit won't work because – when you think you know a person, you don't it's know. Not, it's not. We talk about this on every podcast. I'm sorry for those listening, but it's we don't. That's why you don't shit where you work. You're not allowed to hook up with people at jobs. Like it's in real world, in corporate America, mm. you can't fuck coworkers. Right. And we don't have that HR department in the comedy. But let's world. just be real. There are it some sounds com- great. I there agree. are some comedy couples. There yeah. are comp, so I don't want anybody thinking like us. Oh, nobody's ever. Think- there are actual it, successful comedy sure. couples, but th- for every one success, there's, there's about, about- seventy seven thousand eight hundred sixteen <laughs> failures, and I'm one of that seventy seven. Yeah, it's just not it, it, you. It, the schedule thing is great. They understand the hustle. They understand why we do these guest spots for no money, two hours away, yeah. or whatever the fuck it is. But at the end of the day. Like it's there has to be you know a separation between church and state. And Absolutely, that's I get happens. what you get, and I found that out. And so that changed. And so I went from a comics mindset to I need to have somebody who just understands my life because my life is not it's not typical. No, I don't have a nine to five. 
Right. I, I don't None have of a us nine, do. Right. Right. I don't have a nine to five. You know, I don't punch a clock. You know, I just before this, I had a meeting I had to be at earlier. Then I had to uh, I had to be on another meeting where it was for a pre-show meeting for something I'm filming tomorrow. You know, and then then I have a bunch of stuff, you know, shows in between. And so, you know, my schedule is weird. And so if we're like, yo, I'm scheduling stuff. I want, you know, somebody understands And that. then things pops up. So you're like, hey, I got to cancel. I got a spot or whatever. You know, and you're it on it really depends on what the And it depends on what it, yeah, because like I just, it's hypothetical. I have a show scheduled this Friday when we're recording, but I just got asked to do The Laugh Factory in Hollywood on right. top of that. So now I'm adding something else into my schedule. So I know people are like, well, maybe you won't have time for somebody. And I always tell, I've always said this to any woman I've ever talked to and was trying to get to know and potentially evolve forward, evolve forward. I've always said, I will make time for what I want to make time for. That is not a problem. Right. That has never been an issue for me. I will, if you're of importance to me. Yeah, but that, but the thing is, is where do you make that time, right? Because we have these schedules that are bizarre. This is fair, but that's and what. So, that, but that's when you know how to mitigate your own schedule, right? And that's why it is so. It's so. Uh, it makes sense to date someone who has the same schedule, and that's why we're like, oh yeah, this would be the perfect setting if you were also you understand my schedule. Yes, that's why you can do comedy adjacent. That why, that's why you can do like. People in the music industry, they get our. They, that's what I was. That's what, and that's what I was about to go to. You just find somebody in, that understands entertainment. The, yeah. That understands entertainment more than anything. But the problem here, and then tell me if I'm wrong. You said you want to be present in conversations when you're socializing, but in LA, the the stereotype is when you get into a conversation, people are basically taking all they can get from you. They're like, what can this person bring now, to me? That, that is how do you separate that? That has happened. Relationship? That has also happened to trying to date out here. Because when, you know, again, one of the things I do not do and I will not do, and it disgusts me, because you, you can see my face, it disgusts me when people do this, wear their resumes on their sleeve. Right. I don't give a shit. Yo, what do you, when people ask me, what do you do? Especially if we're at a mixer or an event where it has a lot of people, what do you do? This is my legit How is response. this person going to help me? My, you know what my, my response is? I'm an average black dude that gets to do a lot of dope shit. That is my my guaranteed <laughs> right. response. Because now I don't want to say and tell you, well, what do you do? Well, I'm an actor, stand-up comedian, a writer, producer, host, uh, podcaster, all these different things. Yeah. I don't want to have to tell you all that. I want to just sit here and say, get to know me. And then we'll figure that out. Then show. we'll go, then yeah, you'll yeah. find out later. And people that I have talked to, and even there are people I've tried relationships with that have gone and it's become good friends. Yeah. Well, that's a that's a thing, and that's a, that's what happens in L.A. I feel like maybe not so much in the comedy world because I feel like we're all kind of in the same boat. But I have been to events where people are like, even just like being here for three days. It's just like people are like, "Wait, you look familiar. How do I know?" I'm like, "Oh God, I just I'm just here to say happy birthday, my friend. I want to get out of here." Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you know, where the thing we were at. I'm just like, I don't want to get into this right now. Mm-hmm. So. But that's that's the stereotype you have out here. And I think that adds another layer of making it difficult to find a relationship in L.A. That's substantial. Absolutely. You have people, like you said, there are people just trying to elevate any way they can. I watch people who are literally in relationships with people that can supposedly make their careers. Right. And then when that relationship ends, they go to somebody else in the same level that can push them up higher. And I'm like, oh, all you're doing is clout chasing. And you, you yeah. make it seem like you're trying to find happiness, but you can't ever grasp it. Social climbing. Yeah, yeah. you're social climbing. It's like in, when people were like that all in high school, too. You know, that's I, I was a social climber. I mean, everyone mm-hmm. is like that. What about, what about, do you see yourself as 
an LA person now, or do you feel like you're a visitor here and eventually you're going to go to Chicago? Or have you thought of that? I am 100% still a Chicagoan. This is, I stay here, <laughs> but home is Chicago. Yeah. Yeah, where you stand at? I stay here. I, you know, I, yes, it's been seven years, but LA is not going to be home. You've been here seven years? It's been seven years. Fuck. No shit. And it's like, you know, it's still not home. Because everybody's like, yo, it's starting to feel like home. And I'm like, nah, because Chicago. there's a vibe I can only get in Chicago. Right. There's a vibe I can only get there. I can't get here. Now, don't get me wrong. Again, if I meet somebody here, that doesn't change how I'm going to feel about yeah. the place. But now it's something that grounds me more. I tell everybody this real quick. If I could do at least a third of the shit I do in my career back home, I'd probably be there. But yeah. a lot of the shit I do requires me to be here. Right. Yeah, no, it's it makes it makes perfect sense. Now that you're at a level of success where for people back home, are you now do you ever feel like you can go back and kind of conquer all those crushes you had? When you were younger, or were you already? Well, before we get to that, let me ask you this: In high school, what uh, were you like? Were you this nerdy kid, or were you a jock? What were the? I was the nerdy kid, but I was the nerdy kid. But you were a big dude, right? No, not at all. Really, not at all. It wasn't until Jay's third years of pro wrestler that he actually started putting on size. Okay, I was a smaller dude, and I was so. A, how old were you? Well, in co- in high school, how tall were you? I was about I'm about, about maybe two two three inches shorter. So I was about five seven five eight. Okay. And so I was about one forty one fifty. Jesus Christ! I know I was a whole different person. And um, I was I was the nerdy kid. I was a nerd, but I also was the nerd that would crack jokes just naturally. Okay. So you know I got in trouble because I would roast people so hard and crack jokes on them so hard they get mad, and that was just me in high school. And I date, you know, I messed around with a few different people, of course, in high school. Of course, you messing around in school and different parties we would go to, all those different things. And one of the biggest things for me back in the day was this thing called the party line. And that oh, yeah. man, listen, for those who don't know about that, this was this was before Tinder. I this was Tinder before line. Tinder. Yeah, yeah, man. Call in and talk to people. Yeah, dude. Try I, to get the number and go private. Bro, I have the gift of gab. And so when I tell you I was out here just reckless running through these party lines. Yeah, but you didn't know what they looked like. That was the problem. No, no, you don't get what I'm saying. I was meeting them on the party line. We meet up in person. Uh-huh. Then they come into the crib, and we do what we do. Right. I was getting reckless on that. Okay. And it got to a point I even had to tell myself, yo, you going to need to slow down. Right. Because I was just, I was wild. I'll never forget my mom came home one day when I was still staying with my mom. She was like, yo, she was like, let me tell you something. If you're going to be fucking these little raggedy bitches out here, can you have them not be so loud? And I just couldn't do nothing. I was like, shit. And so. This is in high school. This is in high okay. school. High school and right after. So you weren't hooking up with people in your school because they saw you as this nerdy kid. But on the party line, you can create your own. I was a whole different person. Yeah. They don't know who you are. They have no idea. They know your gift. Of, you have the gift to get. Mm-hmm. They think you're funny. They meet you in person. Boom. 
That's exactly yeah. what it was. And so, and what it I'm did. I'm assuming though, you had hair then. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I still <laughs> here's the funny thing. I still have hair now. I, know, I just choose. I just choose. People hate me for that. They're like, "Why the fuck do you shave?" I'm like, "Cause I just it's like your it. look. Yeah, it's just like it." But yeah, I would be able to do that, and it helped a lot for my confidence, which sometimes I still deal with. As a, you know, I had to learn this from a lot of my women friends. They were like, "Yo, some women don't like when men have low self esteem and things like that." I was like, "Yeah, but my life." has favorite things you know be rejection because as much as i try for love and relationships i am rejected twice as heavy because i'm not the standard out here in los angeles right. and that's a lot of things one of the things when i tell people that especially when i tell women i know when you say the standard what do you mean you have the likes the athletic build right. smaller type tall dude you're and outside if, the norm yeah and if you're a bigger guy whether it be bigger muscular bigger fat whatever the case if you got money or look like you got money then you're more attractive mm. not just on a normal level Right. You know, and people are like, oh, that's not true. I'm like, you're a damn lie. Yeah, it's it's surfacy out here more than it is in Chicago. That's right. In Chicago, I it's a different ball game. Yeah. I go home like I could if I don't when I'm at home sometimes after I'm doing shows or just hanging out, I could be doing nothing but fucking. Right. You know, but out here Oh, I've seen you at shows. Goddamn right. In I'm Chicago. But do you do do you take that? Now that you have the success, you've been on the big screens, you've been on the small screens, you've been on all these screens, all these people in high school and and beyond when you were back home, do you just... Can you go back and do you get the temptation to just be like they're DMing you and you're just like, bro, oh now you give me. We're time. sitting in my apartment. My computer's right in front of me. I can. T- <laughs> I have two Facebook pages. This one is sitting up right now. Is with, with the majority of people I went to high school with. Right. I am good. Put it like this. I am. So good. when you come home, you take you take care of business if you need to. No, when I'm home, I'm just doing. Yeah, I'm just dealing with myself because it damn sure nobody from my high school. <laughs> Nobody. I've had a couple who try. I'll never forget one girl hit me up. She DM'd me. She said, "You will never believe this. I was having sex with a dude, and then a, I think a commercial I was on came on. She was like, and I screamed out your name a couple times during sex. <laughs> I was like, um, okay, where is this conversation going? Yeah, like I should feel good about myself, but are you trying to throw me some ass right. to let me know? And so that is I, a weird thing to so say. Weird ass thing to say. So what was she? What was the answer? I just was like, you know, she just was like, I just, I, I, I felt like I was, she was like, I just, da, 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 I just felt like I wanted to tell you. And I was like, okay. And I just let it go. Cause I was like, I don't know how weird this can potentially get. Sure. So I let it go. Um, but like, I've had a few people like, oh my God, I'm so proud of you. I knew you would do all this down the third. No, you didn't. You just think all of a sudden I'm going to a lot of money now. Get the fuck out of my right. face. I can, I, I have a bullshit detector all the time. And so when people, if I don't, if I did, especially motherfuckers I never talked to in high school. Yeah. Especially the people that we knew each other because we went to school together. That's how we knew each other. We never talked. Right. We never hung out. We never kicked it. But all of a sudden now you want to DM me and oh my God, I'm so proud of you. Shut the fuck up. Right. That's Shut be the fuck up. I, it, it, it's very annoying. It's very, and it's like, I don't ever want people to see me as an asshole or see me as stuck up. But the thing is, you only talk to me now because of the status you think I have. Right. And so don't, I'm the same. I tell people all the time, I'm the same dude from 76 in Winchester that just that's happens. That's a South Side for you people. That's a South Side reference. I'm the same dude from 76 in Winchester that has been blessed and fortunate to have a great career thus far and is still going. So let's let's say this. What if a woman comes into your life? Mm-hmm. Uh, she's uh, she knows not only does she know the DC and the Marvel universe, but she is a part of it. You meet her at the Comic Con, mm-hmm. and she has two kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's not 
racist, or not sexist, anything like that. What's what does she look like? Who's this dream woman? <sighs> she has all the. She has all the. She has all the qualities. Yeah. I don't. Do I you don't. have a physical? If we lined up all the five last five women you had were intimate with, do they all look the same? No, they're all over the place. It's all over the place. Okay, it's literally. From so you the, don't have a type. No, it's from small to big. Okay, just to use that as a scale, from small to big. Age, all a- ages. Age was probably about from twenty-seven to maybe. She was like 48, 49. Okay. That's good. And yeah. so there is no. There is no one particular look. What about comedy? What if they don't follow stand-up comedy? Is it's that- probably the best. Oh, my <laughs> God. Thank you. Or what if they don't share your sensibilities in comedy? What if they're like... Well, that's the one thing. You know, like, I got, you got to just like, hey, don't I don't like... don't laugh at the same things. Yeah, we don't laugh at the, but the... Yeah, we don't laugh at the same things. I don't think it's a deal breaker. Because but it, when it comes to, like, you just don't like comedy altogether and you just don't care, then that's a problem because... It's what I do. Okay, what if their favorite comic is like uh, Jeff Dunham, the puppet guy? Are you like, what? Or are you going to be like, that's okay. Let me tell you something. You tell me your favorite motherfucking comic <laughs> is Jeff Dunham. You better be a goddamn dime piece like a diamond. You better have the But most... she likes DC and Marvel. That's what I was about to say. You better have the most gold. Everything person. else, but she's like obsessed with, with Jeff, Jeff Dunham. Dunham. Oh, I, you, I use him as an example so much on this. You better spot. fuck me till my toes curl backwards. <laughs> great in bed. You gotta be no beyond great. If you okay. love Jeff Dunham, okay. Now I'm gonna add another thing. She's beautiful. She's a dime. She loves DC Marvel. She has like doubles your poster board in terms of what's on the walls. In terms of all that stuff, everything is great. Uh, and uh, she likes comedy. And uh, she's not racist or sexist, but. Politically, you guys don't match up. She's like big into. She was at the. She was at the Capitol. She believes in election. We wouldn't be. We wouldn't be together. Because <laughs> now here's the deal. I've dated conservative people. Mm-hmm. There is. There's. And we've seen over the past several years. There's a difference. Yeah. Different I've levels. Did, we just talked about yeah, this on another podcast. There, yeah. So I've dated a conservative. I don't mind. You know. I don't mind because ha- again, those are healthy discussions to have. Agree, but when you date some, but if it's somebody that is, they were at the Capitol, they believe on you're too fucking far gone to have a sensible discussion because you're prone to believing every fucking thing that sounds as asinine as it possibly could be coming out of your mouth. Okay. I can't deal with that. I've stopped talking to people I've known. 10, 15, 20 years because they started spewing. I'm like, yo, you do yeah. realize nothing you say tracks. It's it's yeah, the conspiracy stuff, all that stuff is hard to follow. Yeah, I got you. So yeah, so that's where that goes. Okay. So Jeff Dunham and uh, Capital are the deal breakers. Man, I think you, put the, <laughs> you put the two of them together. I'd be like, how the fuck? But DC, I mean, like, I wouldn't give a she shit. She loves Black Lightning. Let me tell you something. I know one of the stars of a Marvel movie was at the Capitol. Okay, uh, one of the stars. Wow, she was at the Capitol. So let me just. Oh you yeah, know, you know I do remember something. Evangeline about that. Lilly. Yeah, yeah. And so. It's, it's her. You, what you if know, it's her? If it's nope, because I still think, oh yeah, you're you're spe- you're a special level of stupid. Because <laughs> I get to see your social media. Maybe they sh- know now. Maybe they they learn their lesson. You got to forgive and forget. They're like I went there, I was brainwashed. I was watching this QAnon thing, and I and I believed it. But now I, I see the light. I would need to see the proof. 
that you don't still believe and follow that shit. Because you, you can't convince me that anybody that was that ingrained into it all of a sudden was like, oh, yeah. you know what? This whole thing wasn't right. I don't know how I allowed myself to get to this level. Like, it's fuck. A, it's a relationship. They were in a toxic relationship. Fuck with that. With <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. We we went too long here. Oh, no, we're good on time. I just want to leave you this. Uh, okay, so we've covered everything in terms of what you want. And uh, you're not in a rush to do any of this stuff, obviously, because most people uh, are in a rush because they want to have kids. You've already had kids, so mm-hmm. you've got that going for you. Mm-hmm. You're busy as it is, so like I don't even see why you would want to be in a relationship. I understand you want to share beyond, you know, you want to have someone that has mm-hmm. your back beyond your homies and your friends, two mm-hmm. separate entities. Two separate entities, yes. Uh, but like you're not in a rush, so you can just chill and do whatever the fuck you want. I can, and... Uh... I can't actually do what I want, but I want somebody. Okay. That's the difference. Well, the DMs are going to come after this podcast. Let's Listen, see. Let me know. I want to see them come through, and I'm <laughs> I'm going to respond to them all. I'll, I, I, will, I, will, I will see. I would be curious to see what types of people hit you up. That will be interesting. Jay, we're out of time. I want to have you back on. Whenever, brother. Whenever you come back to Chicago, please give me a heads up, and we'll, we'll do a follow-up because I know people want to hear what's happened. Yes, absolutely. Let's do it. Where can people find out more about you and your upcoming shows and events and stuff you got going on and your podcast? Please plug all that. Absolutely. You can find me on the basic social medias, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, uh, at Mr. J. Washington. That's M-R-J-A-Y. You should know how to spell Washington. Uh, (laughs) You were there on January 6th. You should know how to spell spell Washington. If you are a fan of the Marvel and DC universes, I do have a nerd podcast called the Mad Titan Podcast where I I tell everybody to get you caught up on all those things that are happening in the Marvel and DC live action cinematic universes. But it's barbershop talk for nerds. So if you've ever been in a barbershop, a beauty shop, we just chop it up like that, like a regular conversation. Also, I have another podcast, the uh, Black Boy Content Club podcast, the BBC Club content podcast, the BBC BBC Club podcast. Yeah, my Myself, Moses Prim from Prims of Cinema, and Chris Burns, the Dark Attack of the Strong Style Podcast. We talk about pop culture, movies, TV, some of everything. We have a lot of jokes involved. We're on every single platform. Uh, a lot of times with my shows, stand-up shows, I'm always posting them via social media. I have to re-update my website, jwashington.com. So that is a whole lot and then some. Hit them up on Instagram. Absolutely. All right. Thanks. Thanks, Jay, for joining me on the podcast. And thank you all for listening to another edition of Singles Only Podcast. So we've been doing this podcast, what, six, seven years now? And the one thing you know about me, other than that I was a comedian, is that I was a lawyer. It's one of the cardinal things associated with me behind being a comedian, former musician, or failed musician, or uh, Persian, or old. But when I need a lawyer, I call my friend Scott Shapiro. And you should do the same, too. 312-648-8800. Scott Shapiro has been representing people for 25 years with workers' comp cases, personal injury, and entertainment law. Scott is a full-service law firm, and in addition to all the injuries that I talked about, work injuries, personal injury, and entertainment law, he handles other matters too. So you can hit him up, 312-648-8800, or check out his website, scottshapirolegal.com. Or email him at scott at scottshapirolegal.com. Tell him I sent you. You will not be disappointed. But I'm still standing on my feet again.